You are now about to go on a generic side quest. Tastes like freezer burn. That's a thing. Uh, that was a terrible idea on your part. Why didn't I just Welcome take- to another generic transmission. Uh, wrestling pod edition. Are you like me and have a million and one things to do that is very important? Well, this pod is brought to you by YouTube.com. Make sure to go to YouTube.com in order to not finish anything that you actually need to do. Today, I'm joined with my co-host on the gaming pod. Ricky the Leaf, 8-Bit to the Future, Drake Quintel. Hey, you in the bushes. Shout out to Justine. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's that's me, Mr. Uh, Not Wrestling Fan, but kind of wrestling fan. Attaboy. And the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Sean, uh, Lockwood Alley, mid-card blogger. (laughs) I I just go by Sean. (laughs) Speedy at least. Call me that, please. Um. Okay, guys. How are you? How are you doing? How have you been since the last one? Uh, not bad. You know, alive. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good. Enjoying some wrestling. Yeah. We enjoyed some wrestling recently with SummerSlam, Summer which Slam. I know we'll get into in a bit. Other than that, I haven't enjoyed too much wrestling. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been keeping up. But yes. I hear stuff from the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. How about you, Sean? Pretty good. We had four nights here in Toronto, uh, hey. our home city. Played host to NXT, TakeOver, SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown. And a you actually went to NXT, Yes, went to NXT TakeOver live. Uh, so, yeah, there's nothing like seeing wrestling live. Uh, there's nothing like a wrestling audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> to actually go into our last discussion. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a fun show. Definitely check it out. Um, but if a TakeOver comes to your hometown or somewhere close by... I do suggest checking it out because it's a fun show. And tickets are cheaper than your normal. Later event. on. Not when I paid, but later on. <laughs> okay, cool. Let them in. <laughs> and yeah, so I've been watching. I, I watched SummerSlam with you guys. And I caught the Raw the next night. And uh, bits and pieces of SmackDown. And I must <laughs> say, some storylines are really drawing me in. I wasn't expected to be so invested in the Roman Reigns storyline. The who done it, But... That's actually drawing me in. But we can get to that after our SummerSlam reactions. What did you guys think of SummerSlam 2019 Toronto? Well, overall, I know we'll go in through each of the uh, matches, but overall, it was just okay. I mean, I guess I was hyped up hearing the card and hearing from you guys that you were hyped up about it. And honestly, we just came off of Extreme Rules a few weeks before, which was actually a good. really good pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, which no one expected it to be. Yeah, so I was quite disappointed. Not that there wasn't good matches, just some of the stuff felt weird and um, sloppily put together. But we'll get into that. But yeah, my overall, not a terrible paper, pay-per-view by any means, but just not anything that memorable. Uh, how about you, Sean? Uh, I'd say like a thumbs in the middle kind of show for me okay. not really thumbs down it wasn't just it wasn't before like, they drop randy or yeah uh, <laughs> not a thumbs oh, down yeah, not yeah. A thumbs up. Well, yeah just a thumbs in the middle kind of show nothing nothing offended me or nothing was like god awful bad but definitely was not one of the better shows of the year and that's taking into account like even going to t- take over the night before oh yeah i don't know if that influenced it too much but so um, are you saying takeover was much better than summer i don't know if it was much better because it, it was Takeover compared to SummerSlam, I enjoy Takeover more, but I th- that might have been because I was there live. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. But rewatching both, I can't say Takeover was like superior. Okay. That much more superior. I just I thought it was a better show. But yeah, SummerSlam was thumbs in the middle. I thought everyone, like not nobody, I don't know, nobody did anything. Like it wasn't like, oh man, look at this match, terrible, terrible. But mm-hmm. nothing excited me or left me like, okay, I gotta rewatch that match right away. So there was, was one thing. There was one thing that yeah I did rewatch over and over. But. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, and that was my highlight too. When I was watching it with you guys, with a couple of other of our friends, I was a bit underwhelmed, actually. <clears throat> I don't know what it was. I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. I, like, I wanted to do live predictions and everything, but the matches were okay. No one really botched anything. I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was. Though. It it didn't to me at least. It didn't feel like SummerSlam. Maybe that's what it was. Even though it was here in Toronto, and like there's that thought, like, cool, we have this big pay per view here right. in Toronto. How often do we actually get this? Yeah. There was a vibe, and I don't know well, if that was part of, of it. Speaking of that, I don't think we will get another one anytime soon because that crowd was dead, in my opinion. I could, at least from from TV. There may be reports of it being lit in person, mm-hmm. but I couldn't... They weren't engaging, no. and that kind of takes it away from me. Especially when I'm watching it on TV, I, I listen for the announcers, and Michael Cole is just the worst. And the crowd. The announcers in the crowd is what... And the camera angles, obviously. Production-wise, they have it down. The match, again, no one botched anything, but some of the announcing and the crowd was just dead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't rate this one too highly. No, I think also, like... From what I gathered and watching it back to hear kind of the crowd response, they honestly reacted to, to those they perceived as stars, which would be your Goldberg, your yeah. Shanes, your Brocks, your Trish, your... Even Orton. Right. So people who uh, are from yesteryear, right? Like yeah. that were really good, but because of the lack of star power, Toronto wasn't really into it. And I don't know if I blame them totally. I, but... That's kind of a shame. I, ha- yeah. I hate that that represents us. I was very confused, but also kind of expected it when they started cheering for Orton over Kofi. But that match was a mess. Mm-hmm. They were rightfully angry that it didn't really end. Yeah. But we could get to that after. If you, Sean, you want to run down the list? And Excuse then... me. Yeah. We can. Uh, let's just go in order. Yeah. Uh, so you can have... start with the pre. Uh, I didn't watch the pre-show, but if you guys did, then feel free. Um, nothing really. Of note happened on the pre-show. The cruiserweight title was back on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Oni Lorkin lost to Drew Gulak, who was a champion. Um, but they did have a rematch on 205 Live, which was far better. Uh, I think really this one only went here. It says about 8:45. It felt really rushed, and people, I guess, were just coming into the building. So right. no heat for the match, and Gulak won. But I know you guys saw Takeover 25. Oni Lorkin was one of the Cesaros that you guys called, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and he was in that ladder match, and yeah. he's really good. So. They can have a good match, but I guess not on this night. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Cruz. So I heard something of note did happen in that match. Yeah, yeah. So Eric Rowan basically attacked, and then there was follow up on SmackDown, but a, a nothing match if you're looking at the match. But... And Eric Rowan attacked because the week prior, um, Buddy Murphy accused him of attacking Roman Reigns. Yeah, so a little bit confusing because it's two heels, like a heel beating up a heel, mm. um, but. Maybe Murphy's turning babyface after. I kind of dug it. it. I kind of dug it. And then the women's tag team titles are on the line. Really? Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeating the Iconics again. Oh, no. Oh, before that, though, Elias came out. And uh, this is probably the highlight of the pre-show. Elias came out, insulted Toronto, (laughs) insulted uh, lack of Stanley Cup, Blue Jays attendance, and Kawhi leaving. (laughs) Toronto! Uh, (laughs) And then uh, Edge came out. 
Hey. And Spirit Elias, which is pretty noteworthy because he hasn't really done any moves. Um, anything, but he said on his podcast uh, today, actually, the one that came out today, um, that he does a lot of his own stunts in his movies, and so people shouldn't be surprised that he actually does things. I bet he's impact. coming back. I bet he's coming um, back. And he's, he did say like he feels he could, but let's uh, not. I mean, yeah. Trish came back on this night, so. The well, thing was weird. I just want to interject, sorry, about uh, Edge, because I went on to his Instagram. He hadn't been back in Toronto in a while. Like, he had a very emotional post about coming back here to Toronto. I don't know what had happened in the past, but he was saying this was such a great experience for him, just being in the ring, being around the city and everything. And he was just... Like, it was nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I know... His his mom passed away. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Not too... Well, somewhat. I don't know. Not too long ago, but... Maybe, like, three months ago, I would say. So he... Again, he he talked about it on his podcast, like, just Uh, kind of putting it off coming back. It's because of the, I guess, the difficulty with that, yeah, sure, sure. which is understandable. But it sounded like he, uh, the camaraderie and being back, and his wife doing commentary um, at NXT yeah. and coming to support her, and, and then they told him like, "Hey, do you want to go out there and just do this yeah. for the crowd?" So, you and know, he, it, it's really cool that he he got to enjoy it. He yeah. he looked like same old Edge, like the psychotic after the after the spear or even before the spear, pulling his hair and stuff. But, yeah. I think he could. I could. I think he could make a return. I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm just a fan. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. I think he deserves that one more match. Yeah, like a a good bookend. Yeah. Okay, so that was the pre-show. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty eventful pre-show, to be honest. Yeah, I think the Edge thing is definitely worth going back if you want to see the Eric Rowan beatdown. I'm a fan of the Iconic, so I wanted to see that. Yeah. That match. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, the Edge thing and the Elias thing was great. And okay. apparently, Elias had to. They said it like twenty or a half hour before they actually went out, so Elias had to make a song. About Toronto in nice. thirty minutes and go out and do it. Yeah. So it shows what a pro he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bliss, uh, what was her Mickey uniform? Uh, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, <laughs> so a lot of random non-Toronto related cosplay. But <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I guess because Comic Con or Anime Anime North Fan Fest coming up. Fan Expo. Yeah, Fan I Expo. Guess that's that's pulling at strings or yeah. straws or whatever the same. Toy is. Story what four is out? Yeah, yeah. it crossed a billion dollars. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But anyways, we sound like we're about to wrap this up. That was just a pre-show. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natalia in a submission match. The man was the right person, I guess. I feel bad for Natty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Natalia. She, I can, she's just not at a level of like capturing my attention or anything. She's a great wrestler. Great but you're ring. not given any reason to like her, right? So I can't blame you. Uh, she doesn't really give any reason. She's a heart. Like that's really all she ever has said for ten years. That's true. That she's Jim Danfield Nightheart's daughter, and so confusing. But it was a submission match. I don't know if you guys remember any highlights. The only thing I thought was cool was the sharpshooter in the top turnbuckle um, that she applied while Becky was kind of hanging off. But... Which should have been illegal, shouldn't it? I guess so. Yeah, and the there's build- a weird thing about like ro- no rope breaks in this submission. Yeah, right? yeah. And all that. But. The build-up was weird because she's like, oh yeah, I'll challenge you to a submission match. But no, I won't because you won't accept. <laughs> That's- <laughs> yeah. It's pretty weird. I don't I don't know. Anything for you guys that stuck out for you? Uh, for that match, no. It was, it was okay. Nothing really. I mean, I'm a Becky fan, but... Just, yeah, not the right... Like, for, again, I think this is what made SummerSlam not feel like a big show. It was no. like... Uh, this is uh, the man, and there should be a like a money feud, like a Ronda return, or I mean, I know someone else who returned that. I personally is like be in a feud, but I personally like submission matches. It brings me back to old school wrestling. Yeah, and again, like the match was fine. There's nothing wrong with this match. Like I don't think this was a bad match. I don't think anyone did anything that was like embarrassing. But yeah, I don't know. Just didn't hit. 
just didn't hit. And it was, I mean, yes, Natalia is Canadian and this is Canada, but Calgary and Toronto are two different places. So I don't know For why sure. there was a thought like she'd be overwhelmingly the baby face. I'm, nah, but they would never go to Calgary. When's the last time they've been yeah. to Calgary, right? Probably Thick. a Canadian stampede in your house. <laughs> Thick. Oh, Who, Natty is thick? Yeah. <laughs> so. Just realize this podcast will go public. Yeah, not a, setting not back the it. women's revolution, yeah. but... I mean, her, her repertoire of moves and uh Bro, if careers. she's thick, she is thick. That is nothing to be ashamed of. I never said it's anything to be ashamed of. Good for her. It was the best match of the night. <laughs> so after following that, um, I know we had a Trish promo. I don't know. Didn't really pay attention because it was just hyping up the match. Trish promo after that? Exactly. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was we pretty, might have been like, chatting or, or whatever. whatever yeah. yeah, and then um, Goldberg and Ziggler <laughs> was next. Okay, so I had a lot of faith in Zigzag Man, that <laughs> and that faith was misplaced because it was a traditional Goldberg match, which is exactly what it should have been. What it should have been, yeah, with a twist. So they they had a longer match time, but not a longer match after the spear. <clears throat> did he jackhammer him the first time? I think it was spear and jackhammer. Right, one, two, cool. three. For some reason, Ziggler got on the mic, and I thought he was pulling a Jeff Hardy and Undertaker. Taker, you have been putting me down. That's basically what Ziggler was saying to Goldberg. You're not a man. Come face me. Even though he just beat you. <laughs> Goldberg comes back out. Another spare. Leaves the ring. Ziggler again. Yeah, the third <laughs> time that... Get that back good. here. So Goldberg comes. And he did a cool like bounce off the ropes spare. And then that was it for old Ziggler. What did you think? It was it was funny. Also, like Ziggler oversold everything. Yeah. Like the man, like flipped from the spear <laughs> yeah. and everything. And I think that's what made it. Like that, at least, like you had that slow opening with uh, the Becky match. So that at least uh, infused some humor and yeah. got a little bit of energy, I think, into the building because I I think the crowd the crowd was, loved it. Yeah, right? yeah, they they looked like they were into it. So the man I, was on his head at one point after his spear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think if you're an undercard talent, like a, like a Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Bo Dallas, like, mm-hmm. you're going and saying, like, hey, go over, come on. back to the next show and I'll, I'll be your opponent. Yep. Because at least you're on the main show. And, of course. You know, like, you're you're getting beat up by Goldberg and you're you're there. And you never know. People could be like, man, like, why are they using Bo Dallas this way? Let's get behind him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. think... You politic your way to be like, I'll, I'll lose to Goldberg. and. But even even backstage, they see, okay, yo, he's selling his, his ass off. Maybe we'll put him with someone else, someone more... Wait, is Ziggler not good with the company right now? No, he's, see, he's, he's just good. underutilized. Had, underutilized. Ziggler has a weird, weird story. He was underutilized. I don't know if he needs to be utilized anymore. Like, he's been did around he, since, what, 2010? Did he ever win the WWE championship? Uh, not just the, the WWE. World Heavyweight, oh, World Heavyweight twice. Okay. But it never really led to anything. But mm. he he always so he, for a long time he was the guy to put over the new guys. Yeah. But he kept on losing. So it's like, how is that putting over a new guy if you're beating a loser? So he took like a hiatus and then he would come back to these weird like he won. I remember one time he won the U.S. Championship, and then he forfeited. He like didn't want it. The next night. <laughs> yeah, and it's then weird. he's like, I'm going away. And then two weeks later was like the Rumble, and he appeared in the Rumble. It was like the weirdest thing. Yeah, I like him, that's why. So it's just weird to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. Fun factor, 10. Yeah, I don't see... And the crowd was into it. Yeah, exactly. So it was everything it was supposed to be. 
Uh, next, we had the United States Championship on the line. AJ Styles going off against Ricochet with the tag, Raw Tag Team Champions in the corner of the O-O-O-O-C. <laughs> so hopefully you got all that. Good match. Not the match I want um, from these two because I think they can do so much more. But I'm quick to criticize high spots. and So this was like more of a storytelling wrestling match. But I think I just want to see these two flip and suplex and yeah do styles clash like in the air and <laughs> land on their neck and stand up and i really yeah i really like the match um ricochet always impresses move wise and then obviously aj styles is good all around mm-hmm. they did they did some good spots with the oc like ricochet running off the their shoulder. shoulders that was cool yeah. but i think the right person won i think they're really pushing aj and the oc which i love ricochet i don't think he'll be too hurt because it was technically a three-on-one Type of mm-hmm. he could bounce back from he could ricochet back from this. Yeah, I liked it. How about you, Ricks? I I liked it quite a bit. Other than Ricochet's uh, costume, his party city <laughs> costume. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, it looked very cheap. Yeah, but AJ Styles is probably my favorite wrestler on the roster. I'm gonna tell Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bobby Roode, uh, he's Ooh. a has been, but uh, <laughs> no, AJ Styles always puts never on, was dude. always puts on a good match. Um, but it almost is like because he always puts on a, a good match. This wasn't one of his best, so like he has the bar set so high that as great as that was, All right, like yeah. I'll kind of forget about this match, right? But for what it was, it was it was good. It was fun to watch. Like you were saying, a few good spots in there that were really cool. So yeah, yeah good match. Yeah, again, like the weird thing is no complaints, right? Like no, no complaints com- yeah. about the matches. Uh, next up was Bailey and Ember Moon uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I like a Ember few Moon. rough spots, but I don't know. Nothing. See, I didn't even notice the rough spots. I I did. I yeah. remember pointing it out. I called them botches at first, but they weren't botches. They were just a little a little mistakes here and there. Right, but it right. actually made the match. I, I feel like you guys were talking more. I know when we were watching it, everybody wasn't paying attention too much to this match. Okay. But I was watching it, and I actually, at one point, I said, "This is." I, I feel like this is going to be my favorite match of the night. Like For, I really enjoyed the match. So I, w- I was watching it, and I'm a fan of Ember Moon. Like it, like she moves so fluid. Unlike Bailey, I'm not a big fan of Bailey. Hey, <laughs> but Ember Moon just like moves so fluid. She's so graceful and agile. And, and she tipped. Uh, yeah, and, yes. <laughs> I know she didn't point that out in men's matches. So. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> she she has the power behind her moves too. Mm-hmm. She has a great look. Uh she keeps on losing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about this match. I think I expected more from both. The crowd wasn't too into this match, so I think that kind of hurt mm-hmm. um the big time feel of it, which I was a little surprised. I thought like Tehran would be like, "Wow, like they're giving Ember a shot. Let's like jump at this time to get behind her because she is a very good in-ring competitor so is bailey i I just i wouldn't say they didn't have chemistry but there's something that just didn't click for this match do you think it was because it was after like that aj style match even though the crowd wasn't really into it no i feel maybe that might have drawn out some of the energy because honestly i don't think so because it was still early on in the card and this they like mid card. They weren't into the time. AJ match like to the extent of like being like, wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah and with this match, I was gonna say that this is when I noticed the crowd wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Also, pay per view in and of itself, just to skip ahead a little bit, was perfectly timed. It was a perfect length. It was like what three three hours, three and a half, three and a half roughly. Uh, like yeah, thirty and almost four, but yeah, because yeah. seven to yeah. Right. Um, no, but I'm saying people who missed the pre-show. 
just for the pay-per-view. This was... It was well planned It didn't feel out. like too much wrestling. At for all. someone that doesn't watch much, I remember WrestleMania wanting to like murder myself. So. <laughs> it went on to the next day, WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> but this one was well-timed. So what you're saying is, yeah, the crowd really shouldn't be exhausted by At what they're point. watching. But I wonder if they didn't know how long the show's going, so they were True. like, let's just like Conserve not invest <laughs> and like, we can get up for the main events. But Yeah, I don't know. Like Again, I don't think Ember or Bailey suck. I don't think Ember or Bailey shouldn't be on pay-per-view but for whatever reason this match was just like kind of okay i don't but maybe a title change would have helped or amber turning more villainous would have helped or somebody coming back and laying them both out right could i go on a quick aside real quick what do you think about the tag champions and the intercontinental champions not having matches on a pay-per-view especially like SummerSlam? I think if you're not over to an extent, like I don't think SummerSlam should feature every champion if they're not interesting. Right. Okay. Uh, there's some matches that mm, I think everybody who like the SmackDown Women's Championship could have been passed too. Like if there's no real story, all Bailey did was say, "Hey, I'm gonna pick you." I mean, right. a lot of these matches are kind of like that actually, but right. Like, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions and the SmackDown Tag Team? Like, yeah. If you were telling me right now, like, correct. You correct. might know. We all might know. Um, I just want to see Shinsuke, man. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I want to see Shinsuke and Ali, even if it was on the kickoff. But oh yeah, not even the kickoff. What's yeah. Going on? So, yeah. I mean, I'm down to see them, but I think the company only knows how to portray. I mean, there's a lot of people. If you look at it, Drew wasn't on the show. Braun wasn't on the show. Samoa Joe wasn't on the show. Roman Reigns, Corbin, Daniel Bryan, Alistair, Alistair Black. Black, Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't make this show, which you is good. Braun? Braun, yeah. Lacey. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You went after Lacey Evans. I totally forgot about her. Didn't right. she get in title matches not too long ago? And now she's off the card completely? Wow. I'm not a fan, and I'm just saying. I'm not kinda, either. But... Yeah, disappeared. Um, but I guess Shane McMahon needs his, his time in to shine. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the, that was the next match, which apparently uh, the crowd was really into. I know we couldn't really hear the audience too much, which is fine, but they ate up like the kind of old school, like, behind the back shenanigans and stuff so tells you toronto's into that old school style and it's hard when vince pulls like these old tricks and people react um (laughs) he's never gonna learn right exactly i don't know i expected more from the match i expected i just can't i was surprised that shane lost oh yeah i wasn't but i i know the stunner is unbeatable and i like how they're protecting that move or whatever I, I'm still. I don't still. I don't buy Owens as the ultra good guy. Not as yet, anyways. But it was just another match. <laughs> nothing horrible again. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. It was. It was nothing horrible. But to me, it might have been the most forgettable, just for me personally. Mm. Yeah. I. I guess I have exhaustion from seeing Shane out <laughs> there, and I don't even watch wrestling that much, and it just. Well, I he's like always Kevin on Owens. Right? Yeah. So that's when you actually see him probably the most per hour yeah. that you invest. So. Exactly. And maybe because he didn't jump off something. Exactly. Big. He didn't do coast to coast. So, um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's again, it wasn't anything bad. And it's cool that at least they tried to do the old school like tactics. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to fool you over here while something happens back here type of thing. Like, that was okay, but I've seen it a million times and eh. So Owens won, he gets to keep his job. He was oh, yeah, fine was later on SmackDown. For, so they're kind of just trying to portray him as the everyman. But I think Owens is a, is a, a top-level talent. But I yes. don't like seeing him go 
like being an I don't like seeing Shane being equal to a professional wrestler. I Correct. think Correct. I think you insert that hardcore stipulation to give Shane the edge. The equal. Like a wrestler and Shane with weapons is equal to the wrestler, not Okay. Um not Shane is equal to the wrestler, and then when you bring your weapons, Shane is unstoppable. Well, he's um, the best in the world, right? Well, there's only one who's the best in the world, and he's not in this company. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. He's in AEW? <laughs> so, speaking of Snooze Fest, that was the shout-out to that company. Oh, um, man. But on to the next match. Charlotte I'm leaving this podcast right now. <laughs> he can sign with them. They, they'll take anybody, apparently. Yeah. But, um, Orange Cassidy just got signed, by the way. Have you guys... Do you know who Orange Cassidy is? No, I thought that was a drink in your fridge. Oh, man. So, Orange Cassidy... Sorry, Sean. He's a guy... Don't apologize to me, man. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, he's a guy... No, it's a guy. Literally in jeans and, like, a wife beater. Sunglasses, orange hair, obviously, Orange Cassidy. <clears throat> he walks to the ring with his hands in his pockets, just like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and his offense is literally the Orange Cassidy kicks. Just like... Oh, man. <laughs> So, Where did uh, they sign him from? Indies, Indies. Oh, okay. So he's a he's a joke um, wrestler. He's a comedic wrestler, but he's his gimmick is he he just doesn't want to be there. He, like, and they're he, gonna throw the title uh, on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh it's so man, funny. fuck WWE. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> right, he's a joke company signs a joke wrestler. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of an uh, actual wrestler, Charlotte Flair and Ooh. Trish Stratus. I did not. I think Charlotte needed this rub at all. And I was sad to see Trish lose in Toronto. Because, I mean, she's retired like 10 times. <laughs> 10 times already. She could have... But Kevin Owens just won and he's Canadian. There you go. Uh, Can't have every Canadian win every match, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, this was like the only women's match of any, like, merit, I'd say. Probably the best, most hot... Well, it was the last one to close. As far as, like, the women's... Good match. It was good to see Trish can still go and yeah. was able to go. But I kind of knew what the story was going into this. Charlotte saying she's a queen and queen of all eras and was she gonna lose probably not so she beats Trish didn't offend me didn't bother me but didn't also capture like man I'm so happy to see Trish back because mm-hmm. I've seen her at Evolution I've seen her at Royal right, Rumbles right. she didn't seem unstoppable then she got thrown out the Rumble won a tag match with Lita like wasn't anything I don't know I'm just not clamoring the way I maybe like Edge if Edge came back would I want to see him lose maybe not but yeah nothing I don't know nothing really stood out to me about I liked the, what stood out to me was that Trish could still go, and she looked fine. And yeah, she's like fifty-two according to me. Right? <laughs> Trish Stratus is not fifty-two years old. How old is she? Forty-three. Forty-two. Forty-two. Forty-one. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, again, an- another forgettable match. Uh, yeah. No, I thought the match was okay. The it felt staged or at some parts like I feel like the flow of this match was a little bit off maybe that was just me I didn't notice like spot to spot to yeah to, uh, it's like what I said about that uh, women's ladder match mm-hmm. uh, was it the mania one no at money in the, the money bank. in the bank so you're just an insult yes that's right <laughs> Um, no, no, I know what you mean. Like, hey, whip me to this corner. When we yeah. go from this corner, whip me to the right. ropes. Sunset. Right. But it could just be because to... Trish, yeah, Trish isn't hasn't done it for a while. Yeah, sure. not that it was bad or anything, but yeah. that's just the vibe I got from it. Right. But what I I would have liked to see in her win as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think definitely probably the best match to that point um, of all the ones that past it maybe match wise maybe i don't know goldberg was still probably the most exciting or maybe aj you know and ricochet what? i don't know which one you're right match wise i i like the aj aj styles and ricochet ricochet um 
But the Charlotte and Trish, it was it was a wrestling match. You yeah, know? it was good. How long was that, by the way? Uh, it says here it was about sixteen minutes, oh, so it was good. I mean, decently. Like I'm not here to say like, oh, I was bored out of my mind. No, no, no. Um, you know, and like you said, like Trish going sixteen minutes after not doing wrestling full time, like that's very impressive. And like she has to get her credit. I'm glad she was able to compete in her hometown. Like I'm not taking anything away. It just it was it was just a match that was there and it was great and go watch it i don't like i'm not saying it was terrible but mm-hmm. was it like man like you got to check that out uh must see and the ending was pretty you know it, it wasn't bad it yeah. was she tapped out yeah. a, a horrible ending though <laughs> yeah uh next we have the wwe championship uh kofi kingston randy Orton. i was oh. really excited for this match I thought the build was really good. Because they've had a build uh, since, what, 2007? <laughs> 2009. Yeah. Like, when Kofi was first trying to be a breakout star. They kind of used some, like, pseudo-shoot stuff. Randy calling him stupid, which I don't know if you guys heard in the crowd. They were chanting stupid at stupid. Kofi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Stupid Kofi, Randy sucks. Like, we're the dueling chants. Stupid yeah. Kofi, But some people Randy heard, uh, stupid Kofi, and he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was very shocked at that crowd reaction, but it is a typical Toronto reaction, which I was glad in a way that they did. In some ways, yeah. I was like, this wasn't the champion I wanted them to crap on, but... For sure. I like Kofi as a champion. He's doing a real good job. Mm -hmm. And he's been defending that title. Yeah. And And I really like what they're they're doing with him. And he hasn't been cheesy. He's been doing his same New Day stuff, which is hilarious. They yeah, have, I don't hate. I don't personally hate. I. I mean, I'm not big on the pancake thing, but I don't hate the goofing around. Right. Right. So. Uh. So the ending of this match was weird because I don't think they. Sh- I don't think they filmed it properly. It took the announcer. I think it was Corey Graves who said, "Oh, he shouldn't have gone up to his family like that." I'm like, when did he do that? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and it looked like there was a frame where Randy looked at them, and then we went back to like Randy focusing on Kofi. And then he just, like, I don't know if it was Randy or the moment, like, they caught him after he looked yeah. at the family too long, so they didn't focus on it. Right. But that's, a like, that's more a TV thing. I mean, I guess we can forgive and try to say, like, oh, well, we know the story, but when it, that's wrestling, right? Like, if you don't film it properly, then you don't convey the story to your sure, audience. Sure, yeah. And then everyone's left, like, what the hell's going on? And I'm sure the live crowd just, like, looked and saw, like, he said something and then... Because they were chanting bullshit. Yeah. And it was, it was. I think that was where Toronto got right. I don't think a pay-per-view, or, like, a championship match should ever end. Yeah, no way. With a double count-out. Like, Like that just seems like... I understand why they did it. They don't want to take the strap off of Kofi because he's a good champion. And they want to continue the storyline with Randy. I I don't think they did it in the proper way. But then you could have had Orton, like, DQ'd. Yeah. Like, you could have done something like that, or, like, I don't know. Yeah. You could have still had simple. it and You, you could have had but... Kofi. So, Kofi hit the Trouble in Paradise at the end of the match, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could have had that. He beats Randy for the first time, gets his vengeance. You think beats him, eh? Beats him. Goes to his kids, shows him, whatever. Randy comes, clocks him behind as he's going to his kids. So, the belt is in the hands of his kids. Okay. He clocks Kofi, throws him in, brings back the punch for one night, oh, and the kids are watching this. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes like this. And so, would, that, would that put off. out Kofi? And then it may put out or it may like Randy all he has to do is go back on TV and be like, Kofi, you you tell your kids you're a champion. What was the last image they saw of you? Was you laying down defenseless, worthless, mm. and beaten yeah. by me and all I had to do was use my, my right foot. So, <laughs> and you know, it just shows that you're not a So I would say I, w- I, I think I might go DQ Orton. 
for the eventual Kofi triumphant like I finally got you like you know what I mean I don't know I because I think Orton is in the twilight of his career so he is willing to put over people all time yeah right yeah <laughs> but right. I, I don't know double count outs Nonsense. I don't know what happens when they sit down to put on a show and say all right we're gonna end with a double count <laughs> and the crowd's gonna lose their love. minds you're gonna love this like I don't know when that like crosses their mind. Yeah. If you're getting a double count out, the job is to get the heat on the heel, right? Like yeah, the yeah. heel caused the double count yeah. out. So Kofi's trying to get back in exactly. to reset the count and the heel is beating him down. Then they hate Randy Orton. But more. this this way this they're was like, like it was staged so huh? weird. Yeah. Stage so weird. It's like he sneezed and we're like, Oh shoot. Exactly. Ring yeah. the bell. And like And yeah. they kind of put the blame on Kofi. Yeah. Which is So on. you're not putting the heat on the right person. Yeah. And then people Boo. hate the match, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. maybe if the match, I mean, again, we're gonna say it for like the hundredth time. The match wasn't bad, but it also wasn't to me. It wasn't that memorable as well. So maybe if you had like a really amazing match, and then there was that, it's a little bit more forgivable. Mm-hmm. But what I remember from this match now uh-huh. is that shitty ending. Well, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Uh, hopefully, they're doing a slow burn. Like they used to do, like back in the Attitude Era. Well, I would assume that's what was the whole point of this. You hope. You hope, yeah. You yeah. hope. You hope. And I would, I would approve if I see like three months down the line and they're still feuding and it's hot as ever. I would, I would approve. Eh, but you could have done it differently and still got that same Could've. thing three months down the line. I think that's what we're saying. I don't think, uh, yeah, it's easy to say, look back and be like, oh, look like, uh, look at what this feud came, came to, to in the end. Yeah, but. You go back to that time and you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, why did that end like that? Right, right. Like, yeah. You could have put Orange Cassidy in this match and it would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Orange Cassidy. <laughs> okay, and I, I think time is time that you let us in and we yeah. talk about the, the jewel of the night. Finn Balor in his white attire. Yeah, Angel Finn Balor. Yeah, wow. Sean, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. So, yeah, for for almost post-WrestleMania, uh, we've seen the, some of the Bray Wyatt vignettes of the Firefly Funhouse and slowly revealing The Fiend. And I guess the big question was, how would The Fiend translate from, like, really awesome imagery from the mask and the presentation and the sound effects? How would that translate to an in-ring competitor, right? Like, mm-hmm. it sometimes doesn't transition well. So this was the debut Redebut of Bray Wyatt, debut of The Fiend. You know, they always say you can only make a first impression once. Mm-hmm. And some debuts, uh, like Kane, Chris Jericho, what people would classify as like home runs, like pretty spot would, on. Yeah. Um, I would say this is closest to like a grand slam of a debut uh, of a character. Um, I would say he made two grand slams, original Bray and this Bray. Yeah, I thought, yeah, the Wide Family vignettes in the debut were really good. Mm-hmm. But The Fiend was just, I don't know, everything about it. The theme, the look, the lighting, the lantern. Excellent. The attire. Excellent. The lantern, new theme man. music. The, the remix. Yeah. The, the, how they started, we're all glad, whatever, the Firefly. The fire, yeah. And then it switched to Hardcore Rock. And you didn't know what it was. It seemed kind of generic at first, but it was kind of cool. And then the lyrics hit. And it was like, oh, they remixed that shit. That sound is so good. Catching flies. That entrance was Undertaker-esque. Mm-hmm. He Agreed. took yeah. his, his slow stroll down. The lantern is like Taker's urn now. 
I just I, I don't think they'll show it on TV. I think he'll save that for pay-per-views. Yeah, and the Fiend shouldn't be like a regular character on like Raw and SmackDown. Like he shouldn't be coming out every yeah. time to this entrance. He shouldn't be coming out like commercial break and then he's in the yeah, ring. Yeah, like, absolutely. It should not be an event, uh, like an unpredictable. Like when is the Fiend coming back? Yep. Um, and not that this is like the old era where you pay, but you know, like subscribe to the network. Like exactly. what they did with exactly like what they're doing with the two K twenty as him being a pre order is like a money idea. Mm. The only way you get the fiend in the game, you gotta pre order the game. Excellent. Well, it keeps the prestige like yeah, it's a business thing, but it keeps the prestige of that character. Of course, as well. you're, you're only helping yourself. Yeah. Can we talk about Finn Finn Balor's uh, reaction when Yeah, he for his part he sold he, it. Really uh, well. he did yeah. Well. He's like looking and kind of shocked and oh, it was so good. I can't wait till he comes back as the demon. Even though I'm not too sold on the demon Balor. It's still it's Finn Balor and face pain. He Finn does, is probably, I said AJ Styles is my favorite on the thing. Get out of here. Finn is second. No, I like Finn Balor a lot. I do like Finn Balor, but from... You have to pay attention to who this guy likes. We can talk about that after. Me? Yeah. <laughs> because they're white males? Is that what this is? No, no, no. <laughs> As a, no, okay. Well, I'm going to very quick um, aside. Yeah, aside. Uh, just to talk about casual bullet, fan. bullet club. Is that because they all fought in things? Eh? Yeah, bringing up things of like little Orange Cassidy Kiss Arena wrestling. You know, like you're, like you're one of forty people watching. Yeah, How dare you? But you are a casual fan, mm-hmm. and you know people always say like, "Oh, I used to watch wrestling, Rock Austin, da da da, Undertaker." As a casual fan, three people that you've mentioned that have you're fans of or like to see or don't mind when they're on the TV are AJ, Finn, and Seth. Right? Mm-hmm. You said that. I don't know. To me, that stands out as like, man, like we take these guys as like good in ring people. Are they actually captivating? Or are they like Interesting. indie darlings? Oh, wow. But you, as a casual, you, you prove it that they that they're not just indie hmm. darlings. So huh. to me, that that stands out. Excellent point, Sean. Um, That's excellent analysis. <laughs> they, uh, it also Whoa. you also don't like anyone from the New Day or Apollo Crews or. Wait, I don't Rio, like anyone. <laughs> wow. You know that, that is no what it is. Wow. No Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> but you know, so that also talks about the casual <laughs> fan. But this guy. <laughs> um, I didn't hear so, you say Akira Tozawa or. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> um, okay, so the match. Everything it should have been. Yeah. I mean... It, it, Balor still got his offense. For but, some reason, yeah. But. but... No, not for some reason. I think he, I think he, they needed to do that. Because Balor is an asset. He, he got his offense, and but Bray just powered through. He's a tank. Muscle man powered through that. I did not like the Steven Seagal neck break. I didn't like that. I <laughs> yeah, I think that was the cheesiest <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah. I'm glad, like... Cole or anything they just broke his neck like they didn't go off on that because that would have made it even worse now, now here's the power of Bray Wyatt's new character I did not even hear Michael Cole for that whole match I was just so enthralled commentary was pretty quiet during the match I feel as they even should be even on the entrance and everything they could have easily ruined that entrance yeah. and they did a great job with it so hopefully they've been reading my YouTube comments about my <laughs> Michael Cole <laughs> but yeah excellent match from from bell to bell Excellent match. Do you see the fiend, or would you would you want to see the fiend be the one to take the belt from Kofi, or is that no, not worth no, 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 no. I want him. I want him to go after Rollins. Ugh, oh no, I don't like that. But I want him to beat Rollins. I'm not a big fan of Rollins. We'll get into that yeah. a bit later. <laughs> but in my yeah, in my head, okay. I guess like I do want the fiend as a champion. Yes. Because even though I like Bray more than this other guy who I'm about to introduce. 
I think there's something in the Fiend being champion going into Mania and a guy to challenge him as a guy who's looking for people to knock on his door. <laughs> so, okay. I think there's something in Alistair All Black right. and the Fiend. I think there is something there too, but I think it's too obvious that they won't do it. Yeah. I also think that Bray or the Fiend winning at Mania instead of retaining at Mania would be a, a better moment. The Fiend win. Uh, that would be like WrestleMania 13. Taker, Psycho Sid. Oh, that would be Dark Day. He'll usher in the Dark Days and oh. I could see it. I could see it. I also want to point out, I like where this was placed, yeah, too. After like, the double count out and fans oh, were a little pissed off right. and everything like that. I think it was good. good and call. in between uh, your title matches, basically, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, highlight of the night for me. I like even the ending where they did the flashing light. I love that flashing light thing. It's so scary. <laughs> that mask is terrifying to me. It's like Slipknot-esque. But apparently, I think they're working with Slipknot. Did you see? Slipknot did the NXT Takeover theme. Yeah, in Toronto. So that's cool. Yeah, should have been Swollen Members since it's Toronto. Oh swollen man, uh, members! I don't remember the last time I heard Swollen Members mentioned. Wow, that's as Toronto as it gets. Mocha only. Oh wow. Uh, Furtado did a song. They with did them. a song together. <laughs> I have it on uh, my iPod Nano. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge yeah. fan of Swollen Members back in like. How many albums did they have? Like half of one. No, no, no. They no. had a few. No, they had a few. <laughs> they had like four, I think. Four? Did they ever win a Juno? They did. Oh, they must. Uh, they Absolutely might be did. one of the leading Juno artists. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout uh, out to Swollen Members. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And so that leads us to. Yeah, I got no Swollen Member reference. I was here. about to say, Brock is kind of swole still. Yeah. He's yeah. tick. There you go. See, I can <laughs> there mention it. Is, that. Yeah. The Canadian, the Brock Lesnar. No, man. Did you Saskatchewan. see Saskatchewan? Shout out to Saskatchewan. <laughs> There's a big ass flag in the background. <laughs> That was like the most Canadian thing we've ever oh, done on man. this podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry for anybody from Saskatchewan listening to this, but no, you guys sh- have an ugly flag, man. That yellow and green. I thought it was for Kofi, to be honest. Oh, my. <laughs> Ghana flag? Oh, that's. I was going to say that's a Jamaican flag, then I realized. <laughs> Check out Kofi's 24 and he explains <laughs> everything. He created that. He yeah. created the Jamaican thing. It was not McMahon. It was not Vince, <laughs> yeah. Brock and Rollins. Uh, it, um... People love this match, apparently. Why? I don't know. I like the match. Why? Tell me I remember when I was watching... Okay, I'm not a Brock fan, right? I don't... Like, I was expecting he was going to win the match, so maybe that was one of the reasons why... When you say you're not a Brock fan, do you you not like Brock Lesnar because he barely shows up, or do you not like his wrestling style, or do do you not like the fact that he doesn't talk? I don't mind that he doesn't show up much. I understand that's his role. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't find his matches very entertaining. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's just me personally. Uh, personally, But this match, and remember I was trying to call it where I'm like, okay, you're going to get, uh, yeah. Seth's going to have a little bit of offense, but then he's going to end it like this. And then they, like, it surprised me. They faked you out a little bit. Yeah. And the match, I, I thought it was a quite a decent match. Like, Brock still dominated for a good portion, but Seth got, remember how he got twirled around with his bandage? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that? yeah. Like, I don't know. It was a good match. I don't think I, don't, I remember hearing online. Yeah, that was the match of the night, and it was super amazing. I don't know about that. It might have been my favorite Brock match that I've seen that I can remember in the past like little while. Do you but, guys? Do you, okay. Do you guys remember? I think it was a Capital Punishment pay per view. It was Cena defending his title against. Uh, I think it was Art True, yeah. maybe, and the Big Show interrupted. Is that the one? That sounds like a terrible main event. No, it was I don't remember if the big show. I like, I like, I like, I like our truth. Anyways, twenty four seven. Oh no, he's not the twenty four seven champion. He anymore. lost the belt. Yeah, Tal- he had it here Tal- in Toronto. Tal- 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 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When is Carmelo going to turn on him when he's <laughs> on the belt? So, anyways, there was a pay-per-view where John Cena was challenging for the belt. Big Show interrupted and threw him into one of those huge, like, Hollywood lights. And Cena went into the lights and it blew up. Oh, okay, I think I remember seeing that clip. The very next night on Raw, Cena showed up and just decimated everyone. Okay. Did not sell what just happened on Sunday. That... I think modern wrestling, that is my worst modern wrestling memory. The match with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins reminded me exactly of that because Brock decimated Rollins. He F5'd him him on chairs. Like, he set up the chair as, like, you were going to sit on it. And, like, F5'd the man on the chair. Then when Rollins got taken out into the stretcher, he took him out the ambulance, classic wrestling. Then F5'd him on the stretcher. Rollins' ribs was taped up. Why did Rollins win this match? Like, he... I don't understand. Like, he looked way too strong. I I guess I didn't get that vibe. Right. I don't know. I mean, after seeing a match, like, when Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar fought... Oh, that was horrible. And it was literally finisher after finisher after finisher. Well, let's let's use finisher light. It was punches to the face. Superman punch is probably the best finisher. Get out of here. Like, then then you have, like, the stunner and you have the rock bottom and... And yeah. the, the master lock. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Masters. They should bring him back. He would yeah. probably be... It's would be uh, after like Finn Balor. He would be on that list. But I'm sorry. I'm taking up too much time. But yeah, I enjoyed the match. Seth Rollins? Yeah. Or the main event? The main event. How you feeling? Whatever, really. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Rollins. I was like definitely for him. I what like his tweets and stuff about like Will Ospreay and WWE Screw being the that, best man. wrestling. I definitely supported because I don't really consider anyone else like on their level but he's just like i don't know i just like have disconnected from seth Rollins, so i didn't i didn't i'm happy as a belt because i guess it's going to be defended right and maybe well, drew mcintyre or Samoa joe can beat him for it so but. people say that right people say oh your belt's going to be defended now that uh um a full-time guy has it literally maybe every pay-per-view not not on tv shows not like kofi is doing it i feel like raw is way more um what's the word i'm looking for they don't use it as much. They don't use the belt as much. Even though they have three hours and they can. Exactly. <laughs> right? We'll see with Heyman running the show now. Mm-hmm. But even with Seth and the belt, I don't think we'll see it like any more. Like, there's going to be a lot of talking if the past has any indication rather than wrestling. On the weekly show, yeah. I don't care about that. I don't think the belt should be defended. I don't even think the champion needs to be on every TV show. I'm, I was getting tired of Mania, SummerSlam, right. Survivor Series being when you saw Universal title defenses so right right it'll be good to see it on the clash and hell in cell and things like that like you're having i don't know the baron corbin feud actually i think hurt rollins because it was like that's who your challenger was for the longest time and like you barely got over him yeah so yeah just annoying stuff and i think seth is capable of having good matches and i think they're I'm, trying to make yeah. him cool which is always a recipe for making somebody very uncool. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Michael in Cole is, like, really promoting you. It's like, I'm not trying to listen to Michael Cole. Yeah, because these guys have no credibility to their audience's eyes, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I used to be a fan of, of Seth Rollins. I love his in-work ability. He's and fun. He was cool on the mic. But now he's just a bit much. Especially with the whole Becky Lynch thing. They try to shove that down our throat. Yeah. Well, think about it. The man opened up with the win... And the man's man closed out the pay-per-view <laughs> oh, wow. with a win. William Regal was on the show? <laughs> right, so again, 
I think that match pretty much summed up uh, SummerSlam for me. It was just a match. Just another yeah, match. It was good. Yeah. But it was nothing. I think SummerSlam needs to feel like the number two pay-per-view of the year. Like the WrestleMania of the summer. Right. A different set. And it's hard because they're doing four nights in the same city. So they just keep the same set. True. Uh, I think we made that joke. Like, oh, does it still say NXT? <laughs> um, so that hurts. But like... It's your number two show, right? Like, the Rumble felt different this year, whether it being in the baseball stadium. Um, WrestleMania is always extravagant. Yeah. I know uh, Money in the Bank and Survivor Series are probably going to be your basic shows, but SummerSlam at least could feel a little different. But I guess, I, I don't know. I'm anticipating that their King of the Ring tournament, that's going to be the guy who sets up for the next yeah. Universal. I like, it depends which, which end, I SmackDown or Raw. But I love that they brought that back. I'm a big fan. But we will talk about that next time on our pod, probably next week, when the tournament actually kicks off. Uh, actually, before we go, Sean, I wanted to ask you more about NXT TakeOver. Like, mm-hmm. your just, like, takeaways from that. What the beginning of the night was like and what the end of the night was like. Did you have any interactions? Did you, like, how was it? Um, compared, Especially compared to like You've been to Raw and SmackDown yeah. It was the best wrestling show I've ever been to Okay uh, In my life um, And I've been to Not that many I've been to Raw and SmackDown A few indie shows um, Unforgiven Unforgiven 2006 was definitely the best show Up until this point Right That was with the TLC match yes. And the Hell in a Cell And the Hell in a Cell yeah. And going with friends And big um, show ass I guess um, <laughs> But this NXT TakeOver Was the best wrestling show I miss, uh, there's something about going by yourself. You feel like a journalist. You don't really, like, I still reacted and stuff, but. Well, you were there on behalf of generic transmission. Yeah, That's so. Right. But you I can only think... afford to have one yeah. pay for your ticket yeah. and go by yourself. <laughs> um, it was weird because I sat by another person who, who came by themselves. Oh, no way. Yes. Um, and then. Anyways. You guys left together. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so the crowd was electric. The crowd was chanting NXT. The crowd was chanting Adam Cole. Before, like, even the lights came on, basically. Cool. So Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, by far the most overact. Would you say um, that the crowd was, like, full sale or better? I would say they were trying... I would say they were a Toronto full... Like, they weren't full sale because I don't think... No offense, Toronto and anyone who lives here or anyone who came to take over. Life is harder than three letters, and we couldn't even say NXT <laughs> in unison. Oh, uh, shucks. So <laughs> NXT, NXT is not very hard to just, like... Let's all say it. Yeah. But, eh, it's dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> did, did the whole Scotiabank arena just... Uh, Have a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were very hot. There was two dark matches. Breezango were in. Oh, oh man. Wow. Um, Big pop from one. And, uh, <laughs> Fandango. Like, people were Fandangoing. Uh, I thought he was off the, the card completely, So he just came back. He yeah. came back, like, oh. I think a week before to help out Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Remember and when then, he debuted at Mania? Yeah. yeah. He had, and he beat Jericho, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, they beat the Forgotten Sons. Oh, um, wow. So that was cool, and people were like really excited. So that match was on NXT TV. Tyler Breeze, Canadian. Uh, mm. And then there's two... Uh, the NXT Breakout Tournament uh, was also taped. That's on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Miles, formerly ACH, and Cameron Grimes, formerly Trevor Lee. If anybody's familiar with Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, those yes. guys were there. Mina. So that was fun. I think people got into it. Uh, the crowd was ready, though, for a takeover. The tag match uh, kicked off the show. Would this takeover... I did a, a... If anybody wants to check on my blog, I did a rank of the last 25 takeovers. 
leading up to Toronto, which would have been the 26th I ranked, the last 25. We'll have this your blog takeover in the description. Uh, this takeover wouldn't even crack the top 10 for me. Probably the better of the Toronto takeovers, in my opinion. But I think there's like a live bias that's certainly into it. I do regret going for a beer at the beginning of the Io Shirai Candice LeRae match because that turned out to be a really good match. Okay, but Did I caught you... most of it. I just missed the entrance, like the build-up video and the entrances, and a little bit. When I went back and watched it on TV, I realized I didn't miss that much. Right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. You watched the whole thing afterwards. I watched the as whole well. thing. Afterwards. Okay. And then I was like ready. My highlight was definitely the Velveteen Dreams entrance. Oh, I was yeah. ready for the Velveteen Dream. See, I didn't ass. care about the people behind me. I stood up and I was ready. Of course. Uh, then they popped me with uh, nostalgia for the Mounties old theme. <laughs> and I was ready. And I was like, what is this? So, like, and I was like, I don't think this is Velveteen. Then they brought out the Raptors entrance, which just shocked me. Mm. Uh, looking back, it was more of a live experience thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, when I watched it on TV, if you're not a Raptors fan, that's really not that cool to you, yeah, I guess. Right. But the Velveteen Dream was awesome, and then the Cage, the mm-hmm. Three Stages of Hell, the whole that whole match was just fun. Insane. It was like a fun match. Yeah, it wasn't five star. Probably would have been if it was in Japan, according to <laughs> people who rate these things. Mr. But. Meltzer. And then the Cage Fall is crazy because they only broke one table. Yeah. So um, I, when I saw it, um, I think it was off of your video actually. I thought they missed the table completely. Ooh. And then I'm like, oh, they broke through one, but I guess it was two there. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. But that was like a really fun match. Chance of, thank you, Regal, ECW. Nice. Please don't die when they were on top <laughs> of the cage. Um, chanting, please don't die. And then when everything else, Undisputed Era helped Adam Cole out. Johnny Gargano got um, like a standing ovation. Thank you, Johnny. Damn. Kind of like a send off, probably because he's going main roster. Oh, Because uh, I don't think there's anything left for him to do. Not good news. Um, in NXT, but. Um, <laughs> Aren't the Street Profits uh, doing well? But actually, they're, they're not wrestling, but they are doing well. They are. like They're, they're... just characters backstage type yeah, of thing? Yeah. But yeah, I definitely suggest, like, I now see why TakeOver is, like, must-see. Because I've never seen a bad TakeOver. There's better TakeOvers and they're right, weaker. Right. But the weakest TakeOver may have been better than SummerSlam. Oh, shit. Um, so, you know, like, TakeOver, if it comes to your town, if you guys are interested, if it ever comes back to Toronto, I definitely encourage you to go, even if you don't know people... The excitement is very contagious. So, nice. Uh, I would definitely check it out. So um, you'd say take over the opportunity to see it. <laughs> Can we just cut that out? Because it sounded cooler in my head. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. Thanks, guys, for chatting with me for an hour yeah. about wrestling. Thanks, Sean, for hosting SummerSlam, actually. Mm-hmm. No problem. Always um, a pleasure doing it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, All we'll, conversations are welcome, I think. We will... Uh, get together again um, and focus more on the King of the Ring tournament that's happening next week. I'm very excited about that. Ricky, the Leaf, where can people find you in the meantime? You could find me on Instagram at 8 of the Future. You can find me on our YouTube website, which is probably where you are listening to this <laughs> generic side quest. And also, I run the Orange Cassidy fan, <laughs> fan club. club. <laughs> Wanted to throw in one more Orange Cassidy joke. But uh, yeah, I i don't have a big social presence, but you can find me. Cool. Sean? Twitter at Walk With Ali. And then you'll find, uh, or you could Google, I guess, Midcard Blogger. The link's in my Twitter. but And the description um, below. Yeah, and it'll be in the description below. Uh, check it out. Usually, I write monthly, uh, if that. Trying to get more into the habit. I'm hoping to come out with a ranking list of uh, ranking the the King of the Rings uh, yes. from the inception to 
Holy uh, Wade Barrett and ranking what I think is the worst or the lowest to the to the best king of the ring Maven. in time for Monday. So would Maven be your favorite? He was never in the tournament, never in the t- nor the king of the ring. So can we cut that out too? <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me right here on Generic Side Quest. We will eventually get back to our gaming stuff one of these days, but you will always hear our wrestling pod. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you.